Hey guys, Eric from Working Dog Radio. I want to talk to you about one of my favorites, and that is Dogtra. I've been using Dogtra collars for a long time, way before they became a sponsor of the podcast. At the Police Canine Association, we've been using them, and that's all we use. Uh, we've been vendors for a while now, but we've been users of Dogtra collars way before we became vendors. At my kennel, I have a drawer full of them. I have the 1900S e collars, and I got a bunch of 600 bark collars. I like it nice and quiet. My kennel and those bark collars work perfectly. But Dogtra is not just sitting back doing nothing. They're out there uh, innovative designs, coming up with new stuff. And in May, they launched three new products. All right. They uh, sent them to Ted and I, and we get to test them. I cannot wait. This is the coolest part of my job here. Now, I want to talk to you about the one that I'm going to try, and that's the Pathfinder. It's a GPS tracking and training collar where no cellular is required. There's free detailed satellite and terrain views from Google Maps along with an offline maps mode. Easy location sharing for dogs and dog owners. History playback on your smartphone and computer and custom alerts for dog actions using pop-ups, sound, and vibration. I have two brand new dogs in my kennel. I just started introducing them tracking a couple days ago and I can't wait to get them out and get longer and try these things out. Bird dog guys, trial dog guys, these things are perfect for you guys. Um, check them out, man. They're not waiting on us. They got them out there because they are proven with their stuff. Give them a call, 888-811-9111. Dogtra. We all know the importance of having a good decoy for maintaining patrol and sport dogs. That's why I want to talk about Clint Morton, the North Texas working decoy. He specializes in sport and police dog training and bite work in all aspects and has since 2010. He's currently certified in the NADF and APPDA and currently right. training in PSA, APA, and USPCA. Yeah, sorry about that. He'll travel for training expenses my, and work on whatever you need, and he's fantastic at problem solving with both sport today. work so I, and with I police took him work. Over there and, Hit him up on man, Facebook, like, North Texas Working house, Decoy, like or find him. There's well, Clinton kind of blew up out of like, Come on, I need to. And you called me. I was like, I'm trying to wrangle these suckers. Two one four, seven nine six. Oh yeah, they're all. Yeah, I got them all. They're all back. They're all falling asleep. It was. I so of course yeah, I put all the black ones in one crate, and all the yellows in another crate, and uh, just because it looks funny. Um, the, but the one big black one, when I got from from Allie's house to the to the park, it pissed yeah, all over. All the black ones were I was like, "You're just a jerk." And it, one of them Welcome was to not Working true. Dog Radio. Like, was not happy about it. I'm like, I don't really broadcasting the bite. So. All right. So uh, we apparently got a wild hair and decided to do a couple part episode of women and canine. You know, it's pretty much a, do- a dude dominated industry. I mean, I know you have female handlers. I have a couple. So, um, that are, that are really good handlers. I mean, so, um, I think we're going to start, well, first of all, like, what have you been doing since we talked last, which was the other day, but yeah, right. Just puppies. Uh, I took off, uh, some time cause I got dogs in my kennel. I need to train, train up. Um, so I took off some time. Plus it's summer, man. You know, last year, uh, I worked and didn't really take off much time cause I did a summer class and then, on uh, uh, December, I, I so I had a whole bunch of vacation on you. So I took off most of the month of December. What a waste. You know, 
So I was like, this year I'm taking off most of the summer. Well, yeah, you can't really do anything outside up there. (laughs) No. And here's the funny thing. I'm just as busy. You know, right. getting, the, getting the kennel dogs done because I knew I was taking off time. So I brought in a couple extra. Right. You know, just messing with them. Started. Um, I've been doing imprinting on two of them. One of them is just a single purpose patrol and uh, articles. So I've been just started imprinting on the two uh, detection dogs and started with boxes today. Just just one box, you know, right. messing with them a little bit. And uh, the one the one for the articles, he's two sessions has it goes over finds it lays down so excellent yeah we we had a wedding we had a wedding this weekend uh scott's son got married so justin and shared and i think justin listens to this congratulations i saw we went to st louis they got married it was cool nice wedding the weather didn't suck which was great so uh but yeah i mean we've just been rocking and rolling we got some more dogs started at the kennel um Nothing spectacular. Our Tuesday night training classes, or not training classes, our Tuesday night in-service training has turned into a a large showing. I think we're going to have like 14 dudes there tomorrow, So, which for us is fairly large. I know you guys have a ton that come to you guys, but for us, that's a fairly large showing. So yeah. we had it is, know, like 10 or 12 a, last week. So Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it, there is an art form to large group training, um, and you definitely have to get a system going to where everybody gets a bunch of work and there's not as much standing around. Right. Uh, one, every once in a while, I'll get a day where there's only like eight guys there. I'm like, wow, this is like, uh, I don't even really know what to do. This is so nice. Um, but usually it's 14 to 18. And it's, I don't want to say it's a conveyor belt, but, you know, kind of. Right. You know, you just got to make sure there's a dog on deck, crack the whip. Keep it going, keep it moving, and everybody will be fine. Everybody gets satisfied. Right. Uh, plus, they all get to sit around and in between reps and BS with each other, so that's cool. So we got this idea to do this episode. I guess we're going to do a several-part episode. We're going to do some women handlers, some women trainers, uh, breeder. Uh, we're going to do some artists, too, and maybe a filmmaker. Um, we're going to edit this at some point. But first, uh, I guess we're going to do – the uh, muzzle maven herself. She's over here putting makeup on in the mirror like she's going to do a fucking TV interview or something. <laughs> you know this is like a podcast, right? <laughs> she's just fucking looking at me like. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to do Alicia tonight. Alicia owns Working Dog Dry Goods. Uh, she is the producer of this podcast. She uh, runs Scott and I ragged at Torchlight, making sure we get shit done. Um, so, yeah, I mean... She has an interesting story, so Alicia, come sit down. I like that. Come sit down. Does that work? Never. Right. Right. What's up? What's well, up? Well, uh, hi. Um, so we talked about, we've been talking about doing the ladies of canine. And a lot of people, when they think about ladies of canine, they're, you know, instantly they're thinking the handlers or, you know, maybe somebody that owns a a training business that is uh, trains all the time. Um, but to me, I, I couldn't think of anybody else to start it off than you. Um, you're as deeply embedded in the canine world as any female that is. And, uh, most people know you, uh, they know you better than they know Ted and they know you better than they know me. Of course, nobody knows me. So, uh, let's, 
I know you got a really interesting story, so let's let's just dive into it. Um, introduce yourself, and let's get at it, and let's hear a little bit of your history. I think that they may only know me just because my reputation as a bitch precedes me. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, really mean all the time. And I think, uh, actually, a lot of people that know um, my main company, Working Dog Dry Goods, uh, we do the painted muzzles that you see on social media. Uh, I think uh, most people know me for that, but uh, I, I'd say a huge portion of, of my fan base does not know that I'm a woman because I still get, you know, five or six messages a week that are, hey, bro, hey, dude, hey, man, and, uh, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me mm-hmm. at all. So, but yeah, that's me. I own uh, Working Dog Dry Goods. Uh, I am, uh, I guess, a producer on this shit show that I love so right. much. And uh, I am also uh, a, a partner in uh, Kennel, uh, Torchlight Canine. So, uh, yeah, that's me. So, let's go back a little bit to, like, your artistry. People, people that have seen your work on the muzzles um, are always amazed by it. And, and you've posted a couple of uh, videos showing some, you know, sped up versions of how you're painting, you know, and things like that. So let's talk about your art background first. Well, um, it was really shitty in school and uh, <laughs> had no other skill set in life, literally. Um no, I used to draw a lot in school, and uh, I was kind of discouraged from doing it, you know, because that wasn't going to make a, a real living, uh, and I, I was just really bad in school. I'm, I really don't have much past a high school education. I, I got out of school and did murals for a little while for people, um, you know, like, I'm from a small town, so it was like walls and, and barber shops and glass for holidays and stuff like that and uh went to like trade schools uh to be a paramedic and uh in oklahoma they're a private industry so they only paid 16 dollars an hour to get you know blood and guts slung at you and i was like (laughs) man maybe not and then i got into wine got into the oil industry (laughs) I've been all kinds. Yeah, I don't all know why kinds that of sounded funny, but uh. heck, heck yeah, man! I am a I'm a sommelier. No, I'm I'm uh, actually really educated in wine. Sold it for probably a decade, and uh, and then all of a sudden I I found myself kind of coming back full circle when uh, Ted and I met, and um, we were you know putting out a little bit of gear like funny T-shirts and stuff for the dog world and then that uh led me to you know slapping some paint on a couple of muzzles for our dogs just because i i thought it was funny i i we live in kind of an uppity area and i was walking both my males one day i have a dutch shepherd and a uh a malinois that most people know from social media and uh walking down the street and with black muzzles on and a lady approached me and she looked at me and she said, can those dogs even breathe in that? And oh, I, Lord. I just looked her dead in the eye and I said, no, ma'am, they died about four blocks ago, but they're <laughs> just really good at acting. And she, she didn't think that was funny. I did. 
Yeah, I thought that's hilarious. Right. So uh, that that kind of got me started on painting him. I thought, well, maybe if I put a something funny on there, that it'll kind of disarm people. So I, I went to a hobby store and bought some paint. And, it, you know, of course, it didn't last worth shit, and it flaked right off. But for the few days that it was on there, it looked really cool. And um, oddly enough, uh, I put a few on social media and uh, Recoil Magazine picked me up and put me put pictures of my muzzle in there just unsolicitedly and oh. uh, uh, under like a hot gear that you need kind of thing. And all of a sudden shit just blew up. And then uh, uh, a professional shooter, a, a guy named Adam uh, Wilson, one, one MOA, uh, picked me up. And uh, I made a muzzle for his dog, Scout. And that went viral. And then um, Curtis Bartlett, uh, rest in peace. Uh, Curtis Bartlett was uh, at Police Fitness on Instagram. And he, he picked some of my gear up. And then... Uh, then Paul Ludwig picked it up and put five of my muzzles in his movie, uh, Iron Dog. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 really, um, you know, those those things right there skyrocketed me. And then of course I started working with you guys at Police K Nine. I uh, I call it tactical stalking. Um, <laughs> I set out on social media to find like all of my favorite accounts and and make them friends with me, like Mike Rillin. Sorry, Mike, I stalked you. Um, so yeah, that was me in your bathroom window. So I I apologize. That's impressive. My bathroom's on the second floor. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you should see me. You should see me climb. Hmm. So the muzzle that Recoil Magazine picked up. Uh, do you remember what that design was? You painted on it. Man, I would have to think back, but I I, I can't remember if it was my skull or my um, the alligator. It was one of my earlier attempts which looking back now i'm kind of like oh shit um there was a twins a picture that we call it the twins now affectionately but it's been shared a couple million times and it's two dogs um mike zavala i think is his name uh shared a picture he had me do a skull and a malinois mask looking one for two of his dogs and he took a really cool picture of them like sitting outside at night and uh, I mean that went that picture went everywhere, so that's cool, man. People appreciate good stuff, and you know they don't. It, it goes viral for a reason, and, and if it looked like shit, they wouldn't. Have, nobody would have cared. Um, so, are most of the muzzles you do then one-offs, or do you have a few set patterns that people can say, "Hey, I'd like that shark one that you did," or is it usually just custom stuff? Yeah, I finally uh, kind of decided to uh, nail it down. Of course, my lead times are still, you know, really long. I, I paint about 200 to 250 uh, muzzles a month currently. So I I got my, my best-selling teeth designs, um, which would be the A-10 Warthog is, you know, hands down mm-hmm. my number one design. Um, and then the canine teeth, the alligator, malligator, um, the Wolverine, um, and the human grin, big cheesy grin. Those, those are all my, oh. kind of my top teeth. And then I do, I, but I would say still 80% of my, my business is, is custom. You know, people, I, I've done the same design several times, like Bane is a popular one or, uh, um, Spider-Man Venom is a popular one. 
So those those get a lot of play. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, oh Justin Melnick, um, Dita the Hair Missile, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Cerberus on uh, CBS. Uh, they're good friends of ours, and uh, Dita has rocked my raptor-style muzzle on CBS SEAL Team, so that was cool. That's pretty awesome. So. That's great. So I tell people, you know, I just did an interview uh, on Facebook Live with uh, Tank. Yep. Uh, I saw you you did it and Ted did it, and then I did it. Um, and I, I talked about how they, they – he asked me about working with you and working with you and Ted together. And I said, well, the thing I like about Alicia is um, the work ethic, getting up early when I'm I'm up early every day. And I believe uh, I always say successful people do not sleep in and I'm up early every day and I can message you even though and you're an hour behind me. But you're you always answer because you're always up. Where where does your work ethic come from? Um, hell, I don't know. Insanity uh, being beaten a lot as a child for sleeping in. I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, um, uh, I have always been an early riser. I was that really annoying kid that would stay the night with your um, with your family, and I'd get up in the morning at five a.m. and make myself cereal, and then let myself out and walk home. Like I was that kid. I just have never slept, and it gets it gets worse as I get older. I get. I'll get, you know, two to three good hours a night usually, um, but I'm I'm usually up somewhere between 3 and 4.30 a.m., and uh, and then I'm just, I'm, I'm a horrifically, horrifically cheery morning person. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm staring at Ted. Sometimes I'll poke him in the ear, and he'll start to move, and they'll be like, oh my god, you're up. Hey, listen, we've got 17 things to do. Um, I need to know, is the bank open? I'm, I get really frustrated. Ted calls it ginger time, and that's nobody operates on my time. So I'm really mad that by the time banks do open, I've been up for six hours. And right. and to me, that's a half of a day wasted. So I'm very frustrated with the rest of the world not catching up to that. Yeah, you should be day trading like in China. Like <laughs> up, working the computers on the Chinese stock market, you know, because they're up. Might as well make some money. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm down. I'm down. Ted, are you sitting there? No, he's in the back shaking his head at me. He's he's back. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to. So what a lot of people don't know, Ted talked about it a little bit, how you cracked the whip on him and Scott at Torchlight. And um, it's the same here with Working Dog Radio. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Alicia is one of the co-owners of this program and the uh, producer. And usually the asshole they talk to on social media, by the way, if any. If any of you contact me, that's that's me on social media being an asshole. So. Right. Um, well, don't worry. We'll get into social media. <laughs> I take full responsibility for that. Right. So uh, she sets up the interviews. If you're somebody in this industry and you think you are interested and have a pretty good story, Alicia is the person to contact. Um, she sets it up and... You know, Ted and I, we're just paid talent, of course. We just show up on Skype Y'all out of nowhere. Yeah, just sexy voices behind the... Right. We're... The both of us are very frustrating people to deal with, I'm sure. So, um, I I love you, and I appreciate having you on my team. And, and I think having... Partnering with you two is what makes this thing a success, because you, your work ethic and the... You know, and I, I like entrepreneurs, and I like people that are out there trying and, 
and pushing. And even if some things fail, you try some other things. And but it's your work ethic that makes things succeed. Um, what's what's it been like on the torchlight side for you as a female? Do do you handle a lot of the business stuff there, or are you just trying to wrangle cats with those two? It's it's definitely the latter. Uh, <laughs> no, I you know I I. I do the social media for Torchlight. Um, uh, that's that's my that's my jam. Um, I let them well, and and I will. I do some of the bill collecting because both of them are very nice, and uh, I'm the one who's like, <laughs> "Hey, knock knock." Yeah, that's me. You owe. So, um, but other than that, no man. They, you know, I don't get to go out to the kennel a lot uh, to do any of the training. I do come and help clean um, when I get caught up on gear. Uh, but I mostly stay out of their way, man. Uh, Scott and Ted both know what they're doing. They uh, love what they're doing. We happen to get a rock star, just a rock star kennel tech and a rock star um, apprentice decoy um, that are both super hungry. And uh, you tell them what to do, and they do it right the first time. So uh, thank you, Jamie and Josh, for, sh- like, seriously. I mean, if you don't have that kind of crew, whew. Yeah. So a lot of people see you uh, on social media pictures with this little dog that you have. And I've met this dog several times. So people, you know, what a lot of people would be surprised to learn that a lot of folks in the canine business have dogs at their house that aren't working dogs. Um, I have a Greyhound rescue and a little mixed breed dog i have no shepherds mouths or or duchies and i know you you do have some working dogs but tell that story of that little dog that you have (laughs) most people who know me and i and i i drag her to every canine conference that we are a part of so i mean she is she even has her own uh tactical vest by the way so uh, which is actually a, a beer koozie so she's she fits in it uh, she's four pounds of fire and fury. She is a Brussels Griffon uh, that was thrown out of a car. Uh, my daughter was coming home from school one day and just saw this little fur thing just fly past her and scooped her up and called me and said, oh, God, we've got to help this dog. And I get home and I pre- I was pretty certain it was actually a rat. I did, did not. <laughs> and it did not look like a dog. But... Rushed her to the vet, and they said she's not going to make it through the night, and that was like eight years ago. Um, and she lost an eye, so she only has one eye. She has three legs, and she has one eardrum, so we call her three-quarters dog, seven, you know, 100% badass. Um, hmm. And she is, uh, she goes everywhere, man. She is out of 40, you know, dual-purpose, big, scary dogs. That bitch has more live bites than most units. <laughs> so I would not mess with her. I'm pretty sure she's got some superpowers. Yeah, if she had her own Instagram page, she'd probably have 20,000 followers. She does. She actually has her own Instagram page, and she Good. she is gaining quite a following. So um, I'm not following her for some reason. That so is th- a travesty. Right. So for those of you that um, are sitting here listening and wondering, well, where's the beard? Where's Ted? He's actually cooking. Yes. That was part of the deal of making this podcast tonight is that it's just me and Alicia and Ted is stuck making dinner. And he says that he's a really good cook. 
I, can you confirm or deny that? I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, first of all, I need to keep that pimp hand strong. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, he is barefoot and naked in the kitchen currently. Um, but he is a damn good cook. Like a, a damn good cook. Um, his father is also a damn good cook. So it kind of runs in the family, apparently. And, like, I really hit the jackpot in that. I mean, I'm a good cook, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not, right. like, one-sided. I, I will get in there and throw down. But he is a damn good cook. I'm no slouch. Well, I'm, so. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, uh, D.C.'s coming up and, uh, and Albany's coming up. And we should, you know, be chefing it up. Yeah, I, I can't wait. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break for a second, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about um, the trials and tribulations and pitfalls of social media and running a business in this day and age. Tripwire Operations Group. We're first responders dedicated to first responders. We believe the most highly trained create a safer America. We prepare military and first responders to protect our country by providing products, training, services, and relationships that together no one else provides. Tripwire provides virtually every type of explosive product currently manufactured. We also produce our very own binary explosive, TexPack. Tripwire provides military and law enforcement training, consulting, canine advanced training, and firearm sales and training. Folks, Ryan and the boys over at Tripwire are true badasses in the industry. Go check them out at www. Dot tripwireops.org. That's tripwireops.org. Let's take a second and talk about Dogtra. Astute trainers with proper training tools are the key to unleashing any dog's potential. For over 30 years, Dogtra has collaborated with industry professionals to create class-leading tools in e-collar training, GPS tracking, and boss training to support dog owners in developing top-notch dogs. One of the ways they do that is superior technology, ergonomics, design, and durability. They have gradual and precise stimulation control via their patented 127-level rheostat dial, so you have a minimal jump in stimulations. They have trusted durability and reliability. I use them every day at the kennel and have for years. Works all the time, every time. Weatherproof, waterproof, and pretty much idiot-proof. They're, speaking of which, is intuitive and innovative. There's no fuss, no hassle. When you hear Eric talking about making sure the handlers know exactly where the remote is and it's a no-look use, this is exactly what he's talking about. Hit them up at doctor.com. Let me hop in here and talk about our one of our sponsors for the podcast, Southern Coast Canine, based out in New Smyrna, Florida. Southern Coast Canine has been providing better training, better results, and better dogs for over 25 years. Led by Bill Heiser and known for their excellent high-drive dual-purpose and detection dogs and outstanding customer service. They have what you want and what you are looking for. Call 1-877-903-DOGS. That's 877-903-3647 and speak with Bill and to discuss your canine needs today. Or visit southerncoastcanine.com. That's the letter K, the number 9. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at southerncoastcanine, the letter K, the number 9. All right, we're back. Uh, the first episode of our Ladies of Canine Working Dog Radio episode, and we have the Muzzle Maven Alicia with us. What's up? Uh, she is uh, Working Dog Dry Goods, Working Dog Radio, Torchlight Canine. Got some other little things maybe in the works that we're not really talking about yet but uh she's definitely a super busy person and the thing that keeps this uh 
train running, I guess is what you would say. Yeah, it's mostly so, hot pokers and threats of violence, but yes, yeah. something to that effect. Some folks were surprised to learn uh, when I did that interview uh, with Tank that it, me, you, Ted, and I do a three-way text conversation during these podcasts and that you're calling us long-winded bags mm-hmm. and stuff and all kinds of things on there. And and then when they hear it, they're like, oh, yeah, I can see her saying that. So, Well, holy um, shit. First of all, you, I don't know if you are caressing, like gently caressing your microphone or I, I don't know. I don't know if you're rubbing it on yourself slowly <laughs> when we it's talk. just turning it on and off. I'm just turning it on. I don't think so. It does not sound that way. And then Ted, Ted is a human Malinois. So you have to tape him to his seat first. And then he clicks, he clicks pins, he clicks handcuffs, he click whatever is near him that he can open and close, open and close. Mm-hmm. Open. He does it. And so I have to slap it out of his hand every episode. Otherwise, yeah. you guys would literally, the listeners would be driven mad. Trust me, I yell at myself on there too. There was one episode, I thought Ted had a butterfly knife in his hand. It was this I'm like, is that nunchucks? I didn't know what the hell he what had the hell stolen, was going on. He had stolen my knife. So, uh, uh, Project Canine, um, we interviewed him, Jason. Jason Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we interviewed him early on. I entered a uh, raffle in uh, when we were at Bravo 3. Hey, Trip Bar guys. Um, and I entered a raffle, a $20 raffle for this badass uh, Raven Tactical Knife. Um, hit us up, Raven Tactical. Um, <laughs> and it is it is a sweet Tits McGee knife. It is... Uh, uh, a limited edition one, and I, I happened to win it. So he stole that, and every chance he gets, it disappears. And that's exactly what you heard, is the blade. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got to keep toys away from him. Seriously. So we talked about you doing all the social media for us and for uh, Torchlight and uh, obviously working Dog Dry Goods. But talk about um, the the pros and the good side and the bad side of like Facebook as far as business goes. Oh God, I have such a love hate relationship with that. I can't wait sometimes to the day of become an expat and just throw the fucking phone off of a pier um, so that I am no longer connected. Uh, Facebook is and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, even Tumblr in some aspects, and then I think it's Venmo, or no, that's a that's payment. Um, Vero, yeah. um, all these new things that are coming out. They in our in our day and age, um, you have to have a presence on a social platform. You just do. Uh, it's really really super important to business, and I see a lot of of the old school guys getting frustrated. Um, with it because it's like, you know, don't be on Facebook, shut up and train kind of thing. But, but then there also has to be a visibility, uh, in today's day and age for companies to get seen, to get heard. Um, and so I, social media plays a huge part in what we do. Um, and it's, it's both, it's, it's great to be on, you're connecting 
with people across the world. I'm, I'm meeting people from Aruba and, you know, Denmark and, I mean, just places that I haven't been, places that I may never get to go, and selling stuff to customers, you know, or, or um, meeting people. I think it's also very, it can be damaging. You know, you put one wrong video up. You put one, one you know, people are so afraid of posting an unfinished product these days, right? Like, like everybody has this microwave generation Insta famous thought process. So it has to be really pretty and really finished and really gleaming, you know, and if it's not, then you don't, I guess people perceive that you don't know what you're doing or that they give this critique, um, on your unfinished product. Um, and that's training, that's, gear that's you know anything that you do a specific dog catch people can't i guess conceptualize that look this isn't the finished product this we're not afraid of posting our mistakes either um and so i think people need to get past that and and not be afraid of posting the stages of of shit they do like here's where i started here's where i am now you know and then in a few months this is where i'll end up so it can be really dangerous and disheartening to some because you have to be really, really thick-skinned when you start to get noticed on social media. Um, because people are going to tell you that you suck all the fucking time. Mm. I mean, all the fucking time. You suck. Your products suck. Uh, you're, you're an asshole. You're a coattail rider. You're a, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, they've diagnosed who you are and what you've done and where your backgrounds come from. Um, I think as a woman, it can be dangerous because... You have to walk that line of being perceived as, um, you know, being flirtatious or, you know, not being taken seriously, you know, being too cutesy or being, I mean, hell, I've been told I cuss too much or, you know what I mean? Like there, there's just, mm-hmm. a, it's a constant barrage of critique. So you have to be really thick skinned. You have to just be like, well, this is me and this is what I'm doing. And if you don't like it, well, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. So yeah. Um, but I think it is extremely valuable. I think people who do it need to do it and, and know that, that if they're not Insta famous overnight or they're not recognized for being whatever overnight, man, just keep plugging away at it. It took us, you know, five or six years to gain, you know, a shitload of followers and, and that's a really hard fought battle. So it's my, yeah. And there's, when people can report you and all kinds of stuff that actually it's amazing to me that on like Facebook, for example, that someone can report you and they'll suspend your account. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've been in Facebook jail. Mm. I, I am, I have, uh, I have a little, uh, thumbs up sign tattooed under my eye for how many times I've been put in Facebook jail. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's it's super easy. People people don't like what you say, or you say a cuss word, or you tell someone they're an idiot, or you know whatever. I mean, you can they can literally take away what you've worked for, and that's some of those things. And in, in, when you're connected on Facebook like you are, they can take that away, and that's a revenue stream. So, yeah, people know that is. If I always say, if you people just worry about themselves more, their lives would be so much easier and so much calmer. So let's let's talk about let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, in the canine industry, 
so you've been with wine and all the other things you've done. What do you see like loyalty wise in the canine out of people? Is it more cutthroat? Is it, does it seem to be tighter or what, 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 what's your opinion? Man, I think we are, we're on this, we're on this, uh, we're at a really integral like point right now. We're at, we're on this, this brink in canine. I really feel like, like there's a lot of shit in this industry right now. And social media is helping to expose a lot of that and, and bring it uh, to the attention of the good in this industry. I think it's really time that the good in this industry start to band together. Um, but it is a very cutthroat industry. A lot of people have the mindset of it's me against you and everybody out there is my enemy. And then there's this other undercurrent starting to build of these really good, reputable, long-term guys in the industry who are going, you know what, uh, man, I, I tell you who I'd recommend for a decoy course or, oh yeah, you need to go to this guy to, to do trailing and, and you need to go to this guy to do, I like his narcotic detection. I think that's probably one of the most amazing and important things that you and Ted are doing with this podcast is you are opening this closed world. We are not a open mouth sharing industry. You know, everybody's really scared of sharing their dark art. And if I tell you how to um, paint a muzzle, if I tell you how to catch a dog, you're going to steal it and you're going to do it for yourself and I'm, and you're going to take business from me. And that's really not how it is. Um, there's plenty of room in this industry for other good vendors, other good lead makers, other good uh, decoys, other good narcotics instructors, other good, you know, there, there's room in this industry for that. And if those people would just stop being an asshole to each other and work together and, um, you know, drop the ego, um, we could, we could push the shit out of this industry and there's a ton of shit to be pushed out. Yeah. I, I see a lot on, uh, you know, like like you and Ted, I belong to a bunch of these different forums on Facebook and things like that. And there's not a whole lot of man. That's awesome on there when somebody posts something. Um, that's why I, I I'm re- I don't post on there very much, but I always tell people if, if the person posts a video and they don't have a question mark on it, they're not asking for your opinion. Sometimes right. they just they're just showing something, man. And everybody's got to bag everybody and. and and jump on them. And I think you're right, man. If we, if everybody like, like that, there's a couple guys like to see, like to say there's enough for everyone to eat. So if everybody, you know, could, could work together, you know, I, and I try to, man, I've got like people call me for a dog. I, I don't have any, I, I recommend several different people, people that are local to me. You know I mean? I'm not, I'm not worried about catch on the next one. Um, it's my fault for not having a dog. So I don't, I don't know how that, you know, that is, and I'm, I'm, I'm big on loyalty and I'm loyal to the people who work with me and cause I don't fuck people over. And when you do, I, I'll drop you right now, man. And I've Hell given yeah. people chances and, um, you know, if you're trying to mess with, if you try to like screw me over at work or you try to mess with my livelihood and, and doing really goofy stuff, I'm done with you pretty quickly. Um, because I just, I don't operate that way. I don't, you know, I don't live my life that way. 
Um, so let's, since this is the ladies of, of canine, where, what do you see, like, what would you like to see out of women more in canine? Uh, well, first of all, ladies, I need y'all to be more verbal. I need you to speak up. Um, I think I put out a post a couple of weeks ago. It's probably been a little bit longer than that. Asking for women, you know, to step forward who wanted to, uh, be heard, who wanted to be interviewed. And it, and it was just kind of, kind of quiet. And if I do that for the men, um, I mean, I'm getting, you know, suggestions and inboxes and, and, um, interaction. Um, don't be afraid to be heard and, uh, step up, man, step up to the plate and, and do every fucking thing that the boys do. I mean, that's just, just be good at it. I mean, I've never in this industry, I'm telling you what, I've, I've never once had a guy tell me I can't do something or that I can't do it because I'm a girl or anything like, like none of that has ever even crossed my plate because one, I would look you in your eye and tell you to go fuck yourself. But two, I mean, I just don't, this is an industry that is very fair. And if you, if you put your work in and you kick ass, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter what you are. So, um, I want the ladies to, to step up, shout at me. You know, let's get some of you on the show because I know there's some badass women in this industry. Um, it'd be nice to hear their stories. Yeah, the, the, you're right. And, I mean, there's there's women out here holding a leash right now that are doing really, really good work, man. Fuck and, yeah. You know, maybe some of them aren't allowed to talk because of their jobs and stuff. But there's there's some women uh, dog handlers from the military that, that we would love to talk to. And um, there's a couple of women in this country that are breeders of dogs that are legit big time suppliers like okay. uh and, and and those people uh, i don't give a shit what their gender is they if you got a good product you got a good product exactly yeah there's there is no um you know y- you can't do this um so um fuck it you know yeah. pulls out right so um every, you know People need in their lives, in their professional careers, people need to mix things up and they need some change here and there, uh, even if it's something really little. Um, so for you're doing your working dog dry goods in the torchlight and it can be it becomes a, a routine. And for me, same thing, working at the day job and then training dogs at night is, is a, has become a routine, a routine that I like, but still a routine. Then we decided to do start this working dog radio. And for me, it's been very refreshing and a nice little change. And I always look forward to doing it. Um, I know you and I have talked about how uh, this this is taken off so well that you're seeing big things. So where do you see us headed with this? Got to be really honest. Most of my greatest ideas come when I'm drinking vodka. Uh, Mm. I'm like, ha, fuck, this sounds brilliant. Let's do it. And then if I can remember it the next day, I follow through. I really, I mean, I mean, holy shit, you, you guys have, have just fucking rocked this. And I mean that in every sense of the word. I mean, we, we've been, I don't even know, Eric, how long have we been talking about this? A year um, before we actually put it into fruition. Like, Ted was really the driving force between us mm-hmm. behind this because I was like, man, we are, are so fucking busy all the time. Like we are, we're working 12 to 16 hours a day, every day. 
how how on earth are we going to fit this in? And then it just, I can't even remember what the specific incident was that happened, but I just looked at him and I go, yeah, you, you got to start the podcast. And he called you and I, I mean, I can't remember, like by that point we had already compiled this list and you guys had really put a lot of thought into who you wanted on and who the flagship people should be. And we, of course we reached out to Mike Ritland and said, Hey, you know, we want you on uh, police canine boys. Like, like we knew there were like these specific first ones that we really wanted to kick this off. Right. And you guys just fucking nailed it. Um, and we started this February 2nd. February 2nd was our first release date. And, uh, I mean, I, we're up over 65,000 listeners as of today. So, um, some, some chord, you guys hit it. You guys hit the chord that resonates with this industry. And that's fucking rad to see. That's, that's amazing to be a part of, um, to, to be at the forefront of something cool for our industry is, is just like, holy shit. So I, I think as we move forward, uh, I, I really want to see this continue. I want to see it actually expand. Um, I want to see you guys start doing some cool shit, uh, with live feeds, um, with videos, with, uh, maybe shit that like, you know, only, only specific people who sign up can access. I don't know. Like I, I want this to expand so much farther, um, where this entire industry is like pulling together and sharing information and, and shit's just really, um, really growing. Yeah. I, um, I'm with you, you know, I, I'm on this, I'm all in on this. I'm, I'm going to ride this out as long as we can. It's been a lot of fun and uh, it, it's just going to get better. We haven't even, I, we really haven't even scratched the surface. And I, no. we put out some really good content. I mean, I, I've re-listened to every episode at least three times. Um, I still get chills on some of it. That episode we just put out with Howard Young was awesome. The second half of that uh, was a really sucky story that he had to tell. And he's probably had to tell it a lot, but uh, it was gripping and, and makes you think like you're right there listening to a guy talking about that. And, um, so for me, I've learned a lot about this. Uh, you know, it's helped me because outside of my AO, not a ton of people know who I was. Um, they don't, they, a lot of them follow me on Instagram, but some didn't. And they, they get to see what I do now. And, and I get a lot of cool messages and thankfully no dick pics or anything like that. But, Ah, well, if you do, I mean, you should just, you know, shoot them my way. Right. I'll just forward them. I don't even know if you can do that, but I'll try. (laughs) Um, So we have kind of partnered up with some folks with some seminars that we are going to be a big part of. And and by the way, I love saying we, that it's the three of us. I I like, I think we make a a good team on this. And uh, talk about that a little bit. Like, who, who... who are we going to be with? Who are we supporting? You know, where are we headed? Uh, yeah. I I mean, holy shit, we've got some really cool stuff coming up. And first of all, Eric, I'm so glad that I stalked you until you became mm. my friend. Because that was very, uh, it was a good decision on my part to chip away at you until you came aboard. Um, so, you know, for that, I am grateful. Um, we, mm-hmm. we have got... 
uh, some amazing stuff coming up. Um, we're actually going to be doing uh, live shows um, from several places uh, coming up here soon. So we've got, I don't even know what month we're in, end of May, beginning of June? Are we in June? Um, we are. In August, um, I think it's the second week of August, we are going to be in Washington, D.C. Um, we are going to be with the guys from HITS. And we are going to be um, running live um, recordings out there. So we'll just be grabbing people off the floor. We'll be grabbing some of the instructors. We'll be grabbing the guys who, um, who've who put on hits, which is just a, a – I mean, they've got it down to a, a science. I mean, it's just a fantastic show. Um, I'm going to be grabbing some vendors out there. I've already threatened Ray Allen that I'm going to grab them and get them on the show. So um, you guys be looking for me. It's happening. If you see me coming at you, don't run. Um, mm. I'll be wrangling them over to you guys to sit down and, and talk about what they do and who they are and where they're located and what they offer. Um, after hits, we are going to be in... Um, let me think about this. Ah, we'll be in Albany, New York uh, with Ken Stern and uh, Ed Myers, uh, Albany, and... Um, it is one of the best, if you are a canine officer and you do not at some point go through this training, you are doing yourself a disservice. It is the New England Street Tactics Seminar, and it is nothing but a whole bunch of scenario-based training. I mean, uh, Eric's going to be an instructor. Ted's going to be an instructor. You've got Justin Rigney is an instructor. I mean, you have some of these huge, heavy fucking hitters in our industry and you have their attention and their training for three days straight. And it is, you are going to get wrecked and you are going to get put in some uncomfortable positions and you are going, your dog and you are going to work. And you might take a sim round to the forehead. I don't know. <laughs> but you are going to get some fucking street work. And it is, it is an unbelievable turnout. And, and he's got hospitality. There's hotel rooms. There's dinner at night. Uh, there's drinks. There's going to be a guest speaker. Um, I mean, shit is real there. And, and I love a training seminar. I don't learn uh, by book work. I don't learn by desk work. I learn by hands-on, hands-on the leash, um, just getting my ass kicked. And it's, it's just a fucking fantastic show. So we're going to be there and then um, following up through. There may be a few in between that I'm missing. So guys, to, uh, forgive me if I do. But um, then in February of 2019, we're going to be down at Bill Heiser's um, place down uh, near D Daytona with um, uh, Ryan and the Tripwire guys. Um, and it's the Breach Bang Bite. It is uh, Bravo 3. And again, it is another hands-on conference. So you are going to bring your dog. You are going to be outside working at stations. You're... Um, they talked about building circuits for the bomb making stuff. There's going to be all kinds of crazy shit. Um, 
So that is another fantastic show that I think people really, really need to go to um, to get the most out of it. And they're going to break it up. There's going to be civilian areas. There's going to be law enforcement only um, portions to that. The Albany show is law enforcement only. Um, and then HITS is, is law enforcement and military. Um, so um, these are three really good opportunities coming up that people do not need to miss and we're going to be doing live shows from all of them so i wish i could hit subtle's run up um subtle's run is mike subtle uh they have a run coming up on their property on uh i think it's the same week as the albany pd uh experience uh, so i think it's like mm-hmm. the first week of october october 6th ish and uh that's something i wish that we could go to and i think we're going to try and hit both next year so i would do that too that's awesome. I know at the uh, at all of these shows, we will have all of the cool stuff we got from Dogtra there. Hell yeah, so if you guys see us talking about the, the hands-free 1900S uh, that Ted is using, just ask him. He'll show you. The thing's oh pretty God. sweet. He has that thing under his glove. He can use it through through gloves. And that's yeah. so cool to be able to have both hands on the leash, both hands where they need to be, and still be able to, to deliver a correction or, or a suggestion to your dog. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that Pathfinder that I'm testing out, uh, we'll have that there for everybody to look at. We're really, really excited to have Dogtron on board. Um, you know, we're big believers in their stuff. I'm so actually going to try to put that on myself when I get lost in a parking lot. Yeah. So I think, that, think that's Rather important. Rather than hit the button on your truck to find out where it's at, you just do that. Right, and if, if I have an e-collar on too, then I can kind of correct myself too. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. Yeah, don't lose that remote, though, because you know where that'll end. <laughs> so, uh, as we're wrapping up here, what are, what are we having tonight? What is uh, what is the chef making you? Well, you know, I've been doing the keto thing. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, hashtag keto life. Um, I've actually lost, like, 15 pounds, 20 pounds since uh, February, so that's pretty fucking rad. But uh, mm-hmm. we're having a very nice um, jerk chicken. Please mm-hmm. insert your jokes here. And um, then it's like this really nice crispy salad with this dressing. Because you can have all the fat you want. So it's got like fucking bacon and cheese and mayonnaise and sour cream. All kinds of crazy shit in it. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, again, this uh, Ladies of Canine series is going to be really good. But there was nobody else I thought of to kick it off with. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I hope you hope you have too. I know the listeners are going to love it. Um, anything else you want to you want to say? Man, just truly, I love being a partner with you and Ted. Uh, could not have a better team put together for this, and uh, so proud of this show, and so honored to be a part of it and this industry. So, K um, nine leads the way, man. That's right. Excellence matters. All right. uh, Thank you. And um, we'll see you guys on the next one. Always. Can't wait to have the rest of the ladies on. Mm -hmm. I want to take a second to talk about equipment selection for patrol work. One of the most important aspects of teaching and maintaining patrol functions is your equipment. Proper equipment selection and fit makes all the difference in the world when it comes to creating and maintaining patrol and sport dogs. This episode is possible in part with support from Arno at ALM Suits. 
Because of the importance of this equipment, I use ALM suits exclusively. I've owned one for about five years and use it almost daily at the kennel and have caught thousands of dogs and tens of thousands of bites. Arno was able to make a great fitting suit for my lanky ass and I couldn't be happier with it. Arno can take your measurements and make you a suit that would make Jacob Davis happy. Who's <laughs> going to Google that to get the joke? Arno uses top quality materials and handmakes each and everything he does in his shop in Vegas. Between the top-notch materials and the handmade aspect, you're getting some of the best bite equipment in the world from ALM. The suits come in a full range of weights, from training weight to comp weight, which is what I use because I'm not a pussy and you shouldn't be either. He offers some Kevlar inserts to make the thinner suits a little safer and more comfortable, plus they keep your tattoo artist happy. He makes a full range of toys and reward tugs also. Be sure to hit him up at alnk9equipment.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, or Arno, A-R-N-O, at almsuits.com. Be sure to use the discount code WDRADIO for 10% off your first order. Tell him you heard it here. Now go get bit. Working Dog Radio is edited and co-produced by Dustin Wright at Bracket Designs. Be sure to hit him up at BracketDesigns.com for any branding or content-related work you have. We were graciously granted permission to use this rad music by Brother Deeg. Go buy him a beer at Brother Deeg, spelled D-E-G-E dot blogspot.com, spelled D-E-G-E, or hit him up on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, or any other music streaming stores. Check the show notes for links to both of these creative geniuses.